Hi, Mama. I am pumped even more than normal today for our episode. I am going to unpack what I believe is the most crucial, crucial element of healing. Without it, you can take some steps, but you're not going to get super far. I believe this, this is everything. And probably know already, I am talking about a relationship with Jesus. I know that scares some of you, and I hope that you lean in and just have some curiosity. I want to just unpack the skinny on who he is, why he's so important, and what it what it means to have a relationship with him. I'm excited to talk with you about my favorite topic. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Hi, Mama. Yes, okay. already said so many times I'm excited, and I am. I'm also honestly though really nervous it's I was thinking about it it's kind of like when you're introducing your like serious boyfriend or fiance to your parents for the first time it's like you love this person so much and you know them so well you know you know intricacies you know you understand them you understand even like things that get perceived wrong about them. And and you're so worried that your parents are just going to look at those things that get perceived wrong. But you want to figure out how to do this person justice so that, that your parents can get an idea of who they really are. I hope that makes sense. I just really care about this topic, as you can probably tell. And I really want to make sure I do it justice. I want you to really know who Jesus is and not just get caught up in some of the things that the world misconstrues or that can so easily be misconstrued. There's a lot of it. So thanks for, thanks for tuning in and leaning in with some curiosity just to see why this is so important to me. And I know everyone enters this conversation from a completely different space, Maybe for you, Jesus is all you live and breathe. You're just here to to build the fire a little bit more. And then for some of you, you might believe in God and even maybe specifically Jesus. But for you, Jesus is just all about following rules. It's all about trying to be good enough. It's all about doing enough things to make up for your lack. And I really believe that Jesus isn't about any of that. I believe if we look at the heart of Christianity, the heart of Jesus, it's it's simply just that Jesus wants your heart. Jesus wants to be close to you. He wants to reshape your identity so that you know that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. The Bible talks about how God planned you out before you were born. 
And so that's, that's Jesus's heart for you is that you know that you live in that reality. It's not about rules. It's not about religion. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Maybe for you, you believe Jesus is a good teacher and you're not so sure of the specifics of what he said. And for you, you might learn that Jesus is a little bit more controversial than you might realize, but he's also really a lot more awesome than you realize. So wherever you're at in this conversation, you are welcome here. I'm so grateful for you. And if you just are not ready for this conversation, it's too much. You don't want to go there. That is okay. It will be waiting for you. It is here. Again, I believe it is the key component in your healing journey, but God will keep pursuing you until you're ready. He's a gentleman. He's not going to push past what you're ready for. So leave it here if you need to. It will be waiting. And if you just want to have a one-on-one conversation, again, please DM me. I would love to have this conversation with you. So I want to start just by unpacking kind of how I came to believe in Jesus. So a reminder, you've probably listened to episode one where I unpack kind of my whole history and I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up going to church. I grew up believing in Jesus. I've had a relationship with Jesus from, you know, as long as I can remember. But there was a time in college where I realized I didn't know what I believed anymore. I I found myself questioning how could a good God allow pain and suffering in the world. And I, I had to kind of put Jesus, my beliefs on the shelf and say, these are not mine right now. I don't believe in you. I am going to take a journey and figure this out for myself. I did. I took that journey. I read books. I had lots of conversations and I came back to the conclusion that Jesus is it. He is the answer. We'll go more into that. So I started this journey off with two questions and I want you to ask these to yourself. If you're not sure where you stand with God and some of you believe in God, believe in Jesus, but don't understand the relationship piece. And I'm, I'm going to get that right after this. So ask yourself one, do you believe in God? And I started with this and I honestly quickly came to the conclusion that yes, I believed in God. For me, if you've ever had that moment where, I don't know, you can suddenly become aware of yourself and your life and almost like the strangeness of it. I I had this moment uh, actually before college where I just all of a sudden like woke up to my life and was like, wow, how am I alive right now? How, where did the world come from? What are we doing here? You know, because I think it's so easy sometimes to just look at oh, well, these religious beliefs are what people have in mind. But then how do you answer the question, why are we here? And to me, this cannot be explained by the Big Bang Theory. I know a lot of people put a lot of belief in that. And that is, to me, something that takes a lot more faith than believing in a God. To believe that matter and this beautiful, amazing world and our incredible bodies and the intricacies of them. And the fact, I mean, even as moms thinking about how incredible our bodies were created and that we can create life through them. I mean, if you've been through the child birthing process, you know how insane our bodies are. And so I, I just cannot possibly have enough faith to believe that that was just random. And so for me, the leap to there is a God that we don't, we don't understand, but that's okay because 
it's God. It's, it's this being much bigger than us that has, does things with intentionality. And for me, that is a much shorter leap of faith. So then I quickly got to the second question. So if God is real, who is this God? And for this part of the process, I I highly recommend a couple books to you. The one that for me was life-changing while I was going through this process is Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And it it just answered every single one of my questions. And I'm going to try and touch on a couple of those things that I learned, but I know I will not do the full conversation justice in comparison with that book. But essentially, I quickly came to the conclusion that I believed that God was a personal God that he cared about us. He wasn't just some distance, distant being that created us to for fun or whatever. I don't know. But that he was personal. And the key to this is that the world holds so much beauty, like how I was just referencing. I mean, the stars are incredible. There are, what, billions of stars, probably more. I don't know. And they're all placed so perfectly. And even if you've learned about the earth and how we're on this specific axis, and if we, if we were tilted even just a tiny bit more, everything on earth would die, like a fraction of a degree, everything would die. And so there is so much in the universe that is so intentional and then, and then so beautiful. And there is no uh, inherent purpose in beauty. The only function of it is for us to enjoy. And so that is how I decided that I believe in a personal God. And then from there, I realized, okay, well, if this God is personal, he's going to be reaching out to us. He's going to be trying to communicate with us. He's going to try and form a relationship with us. And I also knew that uh, all of the religions contradict each other. I know some people hold the belief that you know, everyone can kind of be together and maybe all of them are true or, or some variation of the same truth, but they, so many of them directly contradict each other that that is not, not possible. Jesus, for example, and it's not, it's not just Christianity, Judaism versus Hinduism, there, there is so much contradiction. Those are two, two examples, but all, most of them directly contradict each other. But Jesus, he specifically said, I am the only way to God. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is in the Bible. Uh, John 14, 6 is the verse reference. And I know this goes against our culture in a big way. Everyone is all about, you have your beliefs and I'll have mine. And we don't have to just have one that is the defining belief. And so especially in our culture today, this obviously is very controversial. This does not align with what our culture says. And so it's really uncomfortable. So if you feel uncomfortable right now, yeah, that makes sense. And I know for me, when I walked through this journey, it was terrifying. Not not knowing what I believed and not having this framework to to guide me, not knowing if I agreed with my parents. There was, there was so much that was terrifying about this conversation. And it took me a long time to even to admit to myself I needed to have this conversation. So if you have some of those feelings, just know they're really normal. And it means that you're really pressing in in a good way because 
to redefine what we believe is it's got to be a little uncomfortable for if, if we're really digging in. So I believed in God. I believed that God was a personal God. And I believe because he's a personal God, he would try and talk to us. And th- I think there were some steps in between, but essentially I came to this idea of Jesus. Now historians have, have, are all in agreement that Jesus was a real person on this earth. Historians can collectively agree on that. The question is about whether he is who he says he was, which he said he was God. And so one of the things that C.S. Lewis talked about in his book, Mere Christianity, is that we can't just believe that Jesus was a good teacher. Okay, we know he was real. But if we say he was a good teacher, it doesn't quite make sense because he claimed to be God. So this leaves us with three options. He either was who he says he was, God. He is a liar. So he lied, which doesn't quite make sense because if you read historical accounts, he did a lot of incredible things, mind-blowing things, healing people, setting people free. And so this doesn't align with his character. Another possibility is that he was insane. This also doesn't align with his character. And so this takes away the option of that he was a good teacher because he was either God. Okay, that's not just a good teacher. He's either a liar. Well, that kind of disqualifies you from being a good teacher if you're a liar. Or he was insane, which also wouldn't make you a good teacher. And so through this process, I, I knew I was ready to logically believe that Jesus is real. Now, this is like the brain part of this process. And if you want to dig into this more, I highly recommend the book, The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. This is a journalist who was an atheist, I I believe, and he set out to investigate the story of Jesus. And essentially, spoiler alert, he came to the conclusion Jesus is real. And so he documents this whole process in his book. So if you want to go into the brain space of is Jesus real, that is a great guide for you. And I think it's really important for you to figure out the answer to these questions. And the beauty of listening to this on a podcast is that no one knows you're on this journey. I believe it's good to bring people in on it, but there's no one on the other end of the conversation waiting for your response. And so you can do this in a, a private process. I believe it needs to become public at some point, but the pressure's off is what I'm trying to say. Why not explore this? Why not figure, just hear out why this Jesus is so important to so many people? And I think these questions are really important for you to answer. Do you believe in God? And who do you believe that God is? So apart from the headspace, you know, I came to this conclusion, okay, I believe Jesus is real, but then I, I still was not ready to follow him. And this is the other component. We can believe Jesus with our minds and there's, there's proof out there. I promise you. But then it comes to the heart component. Now, God promises that he will keep knocking at the door of our hearts until we answer him. And so I believe that you are listening to this episode for a reason. It's not by accident. God has been knocking at your heart, trying to get your attention. And this is one step in that process. So I want to talk for a second about what it even looks like to have a relationship with Jesus. I know a lot of people believe it's all about 
doing the right thing or confessing or saying certain prayers. And it's about this life of religion, of following these rules to make up for our lack, for our sin. And while I do believe that we all have sin in us, I don't at all believe that that's God's heart for us. I believe this was evidenced in that God sent Jesus to this earth as a a human. He was 100% God and 100% human. And if you read the stories in the Bible, so if if you want to explore this more, I highly recommend digging into the Bible. Start in the New Testament. This is where the story of Jesus starts. And Jesus is a representation of God. And so it's a lot easier to understand who God is because we can understand him a little bit more in the form of a human. And so if we look at the story of Jesus, he made space for people. He went against cultural standards and he gave so much honor to the marginalized and he broke so many cultural norms and standards to do this. He loved people so well and he called all of us to do the same. And that is obviously a very broad overview of who Jesus was in the Bible. But if you dig into any of those stories, you will see it is so clear that God is not about religion. He is about this relationship. I mean, Jesus would go into the temples where people were all about religion, all about making sure things were done properly and followed the rules. And Jesus would, there was times he literally would overthrow the tables where they were trying to follow these laws. And Jesus said, no, this is not what it's about. You're missing the point. And so this is what Jesus wants. He wants your heart. So what does this look like? What does that look like to give Jesus your heart? What does it look like to have a relationship? I know it sounds so, so strange because there's not another human in front of you. And you have heard me talk about a few of these examples. So for one, the story of my miscarriage in episode two, that was God, me in a relationship with God, me in a relationship with Jesus. He gave me strength to get through that. He gave, he transformed that pain into amazing purpose. And that's why you're listening to me today. That is a relationship with God. Another example of what it looks like to be in a relationship with God is I had Ileana, my daughter, during the COVID pandemic. And just so happens the the week I'm due, and there's more stories here that I'll, I'll share another time. The week I'm due, my toddler catches a cold, just a a normal little cold, no fever, wasn't COVID, everyone's fine. And then the rest of the people in my house proceed to get it. I'm the only one that stayed healthy, praise God. And so my husband, my husband has this sore throat and this cold and I go into labor (laughs) and we call the midwife and tell her like, it's okay that he comes to the hospital. She says, yeah, people are sick all the time. It's totally fine. He just has to wear a mask, but he has to do that anyways. And so we're like, great. Okay, we're good. We get to the hospital. You know, they're doing the COVID screening and ask him the questions. And we tell him, oh, you know, he has a sore throat. And he said, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, as long as you're, there's no fever, you're not sick, you're fine. So we're like, great, you made it. We go upstairs and I, we get to our room and I am in very active labor at this point. I was like six centimeters dilated by the time I got to the hospital. And (laughs) so we're there for, you know, first half an hour or so filling out paperwork. And all of a sudden the nurse comes in and says, I'm sorry, but the charge nurse decided that your husband needs to leave. 
We're not going to get into the logics of all of this, but what I know is my husband had to leave and I was in the middle of labor. Now, many people would freak out at this moment to give birth without your husband. And I know probably some of you have done this, so you know how intense that can be. But I spend time with God every day. I get up in the morning and I read my Bible and I journal usually prayers to God. And I talk to him just like I would talk to a friend. And I say, this is what's going on. This is what I'm struggling with. Help me through this. And he talks to me too. And one of the things that I had felt him preparing me for in our conversations was that there was a possibility that my husband, Wesley, would not be there at the birth of Ileana. And so when this happened, I was shocked for a moment because I thought we had cleared and we were good. But then I had complete peace because God had prepared me. I knew this was a possibility. And God had told me, you are strong enough. You can do this. You're going to be okay. And so moments after that shock wore off, I was okay. And so that is what a relationship with Jesus looks like. He's in the middle of things. It's, it's a back and forth conversation. It's someone that is always there for you that you can always lean on. But it's, it's not just human because all of us humans are flawed and we're going to disappoint each other. But Jesus is perfect and we're going to go through hard times. But Jesus will never disappoint us. And he's going to redeem every one of those hard moments. And that is what a relationship with Jesus is all about. It's not about the rules. There are certain rules, if you will, that God talks about in the Bible. Those are set up so that we can live healthy, full lives. Those rules protect us. They're there to guide us, to keep us from pain. It makes sense. If you created something, you would know how they, it best operates. You are the creator. You would have a guidebook for that thing, how to operate it. Just like God has a guidebook for us. He created us. He knows how we operate. He knows what we need to live healthy, thriving lives. But it's not about that. It's about the relationship. Just like with our kids, we have guidelines for our home to keep them safe, to keep them protected. But it's not about the rules. It's about our relationship with them. We love them. We want to know what's in their hearts. We want to know what's going on. We want to help them grow and become these amazing people that change the world. And that is exactly what Jesus wants with us, that kind of relationship. So a quick breakdown. The Bible says that we have all sinned. And we've talked about this a little bit. Sin is this big word today, but we all have it. I promise you. This can even just be a moment of pride. This can be a moment of gossiping talking about someone behind their back. This can be not paying all your taxes. They're speeding, breaking the, the rules. There are so many little ways that we sin all the time. And so the Bible talks about all of us have sinned and fall short of God because God is perfect. And because God is perfect, we, we cannot go to him because we have sin and that sin separates us from God. And I know that sounds harsh in our day and age, but let's just pause. What are we talking about? We're talking about the God who crafted the stars one by one and set them in their place. God who created oceans, who made light, and who, who designed our bodies just to be incredible. So 
remembering the context for this conversation I have found can be really helpful with these pieces that feel hard because our culture says something completely different. And so, yes, it's uncomfortable and it's hard. But this is what the Bible says. It says our sin separates us from God because God is perfect. But that doesn't mean that God is sitting on his throne of judgment, just pushing us away because we messed up. This is where Jesus comes in. And because the Bible says the consequence of sin is death, and we've all sinned, but our creator doesn't want that for us. And so he had a plan and he sent Jesus to the earth to die so that he could take that place for our sin, which is just more evidence that we have a personal God, that he sent his son, his only son to the earth to die for us, for messing up. We are the ones that messed up. But he says, I don't care. I want you with me. I want to be in relationship with you and I'm going to do anything I can so that we can be in relationship together. And so Jesus comes in and he pays that price for us. And that's not the end of the story. Three days later, he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. He is not dead. He is not dead. Jesus did all of that. And all that God asks so that we can get to him is that we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. That's it. And so it sounds just like this. If you want this Jesus in your life, and trust me, you do. You do. All you have to do is just say this prayer. Just pray it with me right now. Jesus Thank you for paying the price for me. Please forgive me for my sin. Please forgive me for messing up. Thank you that you made a way so that I could be with you. Jesus, I give you my life. And that's it. That's it. That is how you start a relationship with Jesus. That is. If you just prayed that with me, let, let me just take a moment. That is literally the best decision you could have ever made. I want to dance. Please, please message me so that I can dance with you. <laughs> I will send you a video of me dancing. I hope that doesn't deter you. I won't if you don't want me to because I'm not a good dancer. But I, I will embarrass myself to send that because, <laughs> because I'm so excited for you. I, I can't even tell you. That is the beginning. That is how you start that relationship with Jesus. That's just the first step. It gets so good after that. Let me tell you. I mean, the reason that I am here right now able to share this wisdom is not because I have a degree in marriage and family therapy. That brings in some specific things. But I promise you, I would not be here without Jesus. His wisdom how he created me, how he's healed me. I mean, we've, I talk about that all the time. Who knows where I would be? I don't think I would be alive if I did not have Jesus. I'm not exaggerating. I don't think I would be alive. So this is the beginning, friend, and I, I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life. Congratulations. And hey, if you didn't, if you didn't pray that, that's totally okay. Thanks for making it this far in this episode. I, I know that God is going to continue to speak to you. 
He promises never to give up on us, and so I have no doubt that he's got all kinds of plans for you. He is coming at you. He is not stopping. And if you ever have questions, you just want to have conversations, I say it all the time, but it's my favorite subject, so please send them over. I want to talk. I love you, Mama. Can't wait to see all that God has in store for you. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.